What's up, cool cats and cuties? This is the Promenade Merchants Podcast, a Star Trek podcast out on the frontier. So sit down and grab a rock to Gino as David Majors and Heather Kirby talk all things Star Trek. Old, new, and what's to come. The Promenade Merchants are open for business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Promenade Merchants Podcast, the independent, scrappy, underdog podcast that has managed to sneak its way into Captain Picard Week, courtesy of the fine (laughs) folks at Strange New Pod. I'm David Majors, and I am joined, as always, by my fantastic co-host, Heather Kirby. Heather, we're doing Captain Picard Week. This is awesome. We are. This is awesome. This is actually my first time ever like live streaming something. So I'm a little nervous, but uh, it's going to be so much fun. And you know, that intro to our podcast just seems so fitting for like this early morning Sunday stream. <laughs> just very smooth, very cool. Grab your wreck to Gino. We just going to hang out and talk about Picard and Guinan today. So. That's right. As a part of Captain Picard Week, we are talking about Jean-Luc Picard and his relationship with Guinan, played by Whoopi Goldberg on Star Trek The Next Generation, and returning in Season 2 of Picard. But, Heather, I feel like we can't do this alone. I feel like we should have probably... I think we managed to sucker... I mean, invite a fantastic guest... (laughs) Onto the podcast. Everybody, please welcome. I think we suckered her a little, but yeah. (laughs) And we we greatly appreciate the one and only Giraffe herself from Strange New Pod for joining us. Giraffe, welcome to Promenade Merchants and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It is very early. (laughs) And I have to say that I love your intro. It put me in the mood. I'm ready. I'm here drinking my Gino, and let's do this. We're, and you didn't we're... suck me. Like it's okay. Like <laughs> I volunteered. You remember? Yeah. I, I uh, yes, you did. Yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> the the extra latinum is in the mail. We promise. Yeah. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> now, for new listeners of the pod, we kind of have a, a little format for our show where we start with old business, where we cover kind of the classic Star Trek world, where it's everything from the cage up until the Kelvin movies, more or less. And since we're talking about Jean-Luc Picard and Guinan, there's going to be a lot of old business business uh we'll get to new business later and then we'll talk about what's upcoming in business a little bit later so let's jump in this is picard week after all and jean-luc picard had a very fascinating relationship with guinan that developed over her 29 appearances on the next generation uh giraffe i'll ask you first uh, what was your first impression of Guinan when she arrived on TNG, and and how did you feel about her over time? So you're not going to be disappointing having <laughs> disappointed having me in the podcast. <laughs> so I never liked TNG growing up. Uh, first of all, it came very late to France, so I saw it way into the '90s. And um, I've always been uh, a super duper huge uh, Uhura fan. So I was looking forward to see uh, a, a black woman on the bridge because that was what 
I wanted to see in Star Trek. So first of all, um, Gainan took some time to arrive in TNG, if I remember well. Yeah. So I was kind of not, not into it at the beginning. There was no real character I, I liked. Um, and um, I didn't like Jean-Luc Picard at all. Julian is going to murder me. <laughs> but, you know, he's supposed to be French and he's not French. So I was, I don't know, I was never like into him. Um, and when she arrived, like everybody was like knowing her. And there was no real like introduction, you know, she was just here being the bartender, if I remember well. And I was just like, she's not going to come back. She's just like a person in the, in the, you know, in the back that sometimes serves drink. So I really appreciated when uh, they started developing our character. But I think I really started appreciating her when I started knowing who was Whoopi Goldberg. Because at one point I was like, wait, that's the woman in Star Trek. Let me go yes, back to it. Yes. Um, but as a first um, first um, viewer, teenager, I know I wanted, uh, you know, some uniforms. I wanted Uhura and she wasn't it. So, yeah, that was my, my first impression. And I think she grew on me too with my age. I'm old now. <laughs> I identify more with her as like a growing mature woman <laughs> than mm. I did as a teenager. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my my point of view. <laughs> I I do think that to your point, I think that the next generation definitely had an appeal to a more mature audience. Not to say that it wasn't generally for the most part kind of family friendly because I know both Heather and I we watched TNG very very young. But I definitely think that you make a great point about how the characters, and, and particularly Guinan, uh, and Whoopi Goldberg being who she was at the time, was someone that a more mature audience probably would have been more interested in. A uh, big example is my mother. My mother, for the longest time, told me that Guinan was the character she connected with the most on The Next Generation. And my sister, too. Uh, my mother, similarly to you, was very much someone who looked up to Uhura, as does my sister. And Guinan, to them, was sort of the the next step in that and they they held Whoopi Goldberg as an actress in very high esteem and and she was a, a welcome addition to the cast uh, and it was always one of those moments I, I remember uh, as a little kid when I would see in the credits in the opening uh, either like in the first act of the show you would see in the credits special guest star Whoopi Goldberg as Guinan and I would make sure to pay extra attention to what she was saying because my mother really, really loved that character. Uh, Heather, um, to you, when we're pretty close to the same age and we watched TNG around the same time, uh, when you first saw Guinan, um, were you familiar with Whoopi Goldberg as an actress? And, and uh, how, how did the character grow on you over time? Um, I, I'm pretty sure I had seen Whoopi Goldberg in other stuff before I saw her in uh, The Next Generation. So I was I definitely recognized her immediately. Um, and as, especially at that age, uh, like she she 
she has a presence on screen. And so she's someone that you're really drawn to that, you know, whatever is going to come out of her mouth is going to be important. And that's why I was always kind of drawn to the character. And it's one of the reasons little secret to everyone. I was the one that picked this topic because I love Guinan as a character, but it's also really important because we're talking about Captain Picard and her special relationship with Picard really always stood out to me because Picard was so very standoffish kind of throughout all of TNG. Like he was the captain and the rest were his crew. And as much as he, he did try to connect with them it wasn't until like the very end of tng that poker scene in all good things where you see like they're him him really letting people in but Guinan was someone he always let in and he always trusted and she wasn't just a member of his his crew like she was his friend first and so they have a very interesting dynamic which i i think is going to be really fun for us to explore as we talk about it uh when did you first start noticing the dynamic between the two or when when did you feel like it first started standing out in your mind because uh we watched q who uh from season two and that was kind of the first episode where we saw the scope of Guinan as a character. She's uh, been around for a long time. She knew Q ahead of time. She knew the Borg. She knew all of these things, but uh, it wasn't really showing a connection with Jean-Luc Picard, in my opinion. Um, Giraffe, I'll ask you, um, when did you start like noticing in TNG that the two of them had a connection as Jean-Luc described it eventually is beyond friendship and beyond family. When do you think you started noticing that? So I think I noticed that as an adult, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna joke as a kid. It flew. Well, I mean like when head. in the series do like, you think? Oh, absolutely. Q who I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, when I rewatched it, I was like, oh yeah, they're friends. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, but what really, um, what really like impressed me in Q-Who was like that in ultimately doesn't listen to her. They're friends. She's here. She's like, you know, this knowledgeable woman and he doesn't really listen to her until the, the end. Um, and I think after that, it's really time's arrow where I think it's really obvious in Time Zero, the conversation is really out there and really clear that they have such a strong, I don't know, is it friendship at this point? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, actually we're watching too uh, this last week for this episode, um, made it even stronger. I'm very happy I did this because now I want to see Picard season two. Do you think Mark Twain was jealous? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, Be- because if like, you watched, it- if you watched Time Arrow uh, parts one and two, uh, Mark Twain was all over this episode, Mister Clemens. But by the end, you could definitely see that 
Guinan had an attraction to Jean-Luc Picard by the end. And Mark Twain, being who he was, uh, helped save Guinan at the end. But he definitely... He definitely cared about Guinan as well. And I I found that to be really interesting. He was just like stalking her too. Like she (laughs) says at one point to Data that he's in in front of her house. He follows her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Tries to get in her room. I was like, hmm, okay. I'll see you, Mark Twain. Would we be surprised? I'm not surprised. I mean, I'd be in love with Guinan in the 19th century too. Come on. Uh, Heather, Time's Arrow. We we watched this two part episode from TNG, and I remember as a kid not exactly loving this episode because, as I've said on the podcast many many times, I don't like Star Trek episodes with time travel. Uh, and I found myself watching this episode and kind of smiling through it for the most part but i i did end up really appreciating guinan and mark twain uh time's arrow parts one and two heather what did you think about this well um especially being a doctor who fan too it's a very wibbly wobbly timey wimey episode (laughs) uh but i i think it's it's very interesting uh, of Picard and Guidance relationship that, you know, he, their first meeting was in his future, but her, her past, you know, so it, it, it's, it's, and it, it also goes to show the amount of trust that he has in her when basically all she had to do to tell him was that he needed to go on this mission like she didn't tell him anything else you know she couldn't Uh, that's the way wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff works but he trusted her enough to say okay i gotta do this because if i don't do this then we'll never meet and he he went on it even though the captain doesn't usually get involved in missions like that so it, it it as much as time travel in Star Trek can get to be kind of annoying and over the top a little bit. I've um, already it, got a headache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Janeway on that front. I hate time travel. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's really important in, in their relationship to see the, those first moments and, and how they connect like that. Uh and and so it, it's it it sets the stage for how they've and it, it's interesting that this came in like season end of season five beginning of season six when we were first introduced to Guinan in season two so we spent like four years getting to watch the two of them grow and then you see how they met it's kind of a backwards thing but it's interesting and and really uh in informs the amount of trust and care that the two of them have for each other in that episode i'm absolutely gonna be this person but i love time travel in star trek because it makes no <laughs> sense you know i i become like the That's meme the with like problem. all the numbers and i'm like what is happening and 
I actually like, okay, so somewhere around season three or four, they decided that Guinan should have a character story, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> and they started like hinting at things. But I do love the fact that she can just stay silent so long. Like I'm, I'm unable to keep a secret and she's like keeping a secret for 500 years. Yep. I find that so epic. <laughs> I find that so incredible <laughs> that she knows she's going to meet them, but says nothing. I'm like, wow, like respect, power, fierce. <laughs> A great bit in the chat room from LAP81. I definitely didn't pronounce that correctly. Uh, talking about measure of a man from TNG. Uh, the conversation that Picard and Guinan have is wonderful. Uh, he says... Uh, she definitely brings out Picard's humanity and helps him see other POVs. So much love and respect between them. And I think that is something that you really see that is very unique between Guinan and Captain Picard. They are very much on the same level as the series grows on and, and grows over time. Jean-Luc Picard does not see her as a subordinate like everyone else on the ship uh, or a professional like with Deanna Troy, uh, the ship's counselor. Uh, it is someone who is much more of a a friend and a confidant than maybe Picard had ever had in his life at that point. And uh, I think that is really highlighted in a lot of the later episodes where uh, Guinan makes more regular appearances and uh, she is, as she says, a listener. She tends bar and she listens. And she does that with a lot of the members of the cast, uh, kind of to move the story along to provide a little bit of exposition. But oftentimes you see her conversations with Picard and it is much more intimate uh, between the two of them, Heather. And I would love to know uh, what you think of the the intimacy that the two of them have, just as a conversationalist. Just the the conversations Picard and Guinan had were very different from the rest of the cast. I mean, I I, I agree, and that's why their their friendship and their relationship is so special because Picard like I said before Picard is very standoffish when it comes to the rest of the cast he doesn't really uh open up and he doesn't really share a lot with his other crew members and I think that's why it's important for him to have someone like Guinan who's not his subordinate who's not uh a member of Starfleet who is very much just uh, someone he can be equal with. He can be on an, an equal level and he doesn't have to worry about the, the, the captain's duty that Picard really carries with him. He doesn't have to carry that when he's talking to, to Guinan. And so it, it, it's really important because, I mean, especially where TNG falls in the span of Star Trek, because you had... Kirk and TOS and and him and Spock and Bones were very more had had a very friendship relationship 
Uh, but then you have Picard, who, who's not the same type of captain. So he still needed someone that he could open up to. And Guinan really became that person throughout the series. And I think we all remember at the beginning of TNG that Jean-Luc Picard was not the most warm character in the beginning <laughs> of the show. We'll put it that way. And it really took some time for his sense of humanity and, and his his personality to flourish. And Giraffe, I'll ask you, do you how much of a part do you think Guinan played in that over the years for him to uh, we saw how he started at the beginning. And I think in many ways he became a, a much more personable human being over those times on TNG. Uh, I think that was one of his big character developments. Um, h- how much do you think, Giraffe, that Guinan played in a part of that? I think it's a shared effort from everybody on the bridge and on the ship. Like, um, I think we start seeing it in Measure of a Man. I'd say that's where we really see that Picard is caring for data. I think like these these problems, this um, this conflict and this problem of ethics that he, he faces that have the crew at the center of it really pushes him each time. And I see Guinan more like a you know like a sounding board for him too. Uh, he's gonna run IDs from um, through her, with her, um, off her, <laughs> and um, I think he can. Like, she's. It's kind of a testament to the hubris and the ego of Picard somehow, because only a woman that has been alive for God knows how long and knows so many things is the confident for him that he can respect her her opinion and what she thinks. And actually, he doesn't always respect her opinion. That's what is interesting. Like, if I had my best pal would be like 500 years old, I'd be like, whatever you say goes, man. <laughs> you know stuff I don't. But um, I do think that it's interesting that she is the character that they chose, like when I say they, the writers chose for Picard to respect because somehow it's kind of, wow, like kind of an impressive person, right? I, I wish we could see, we would have seen more of her through TNG. I think maybe it would have pulled me more into the series. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it's not only Guyne and it's Data too and Jordy and... And Deanna, like each of them take a little part of pushing Picard to become more of a good human being. <laughs> a more friendly human being, at least. Yeah, exactly. More palatable human being. <laughs> more palatable. Uh, he, he still never figured it out with kids, did he? That, uh, that never... And never totally worked out. <laughs> well, you know, and uh, Wesley helped with that, I think. Because <laughs> we would we'd talk about how he, he grew as a person. Uh, definitely Crusher and Wesley and him him dealing with uh, uh, Wesley and helped him be a little bit more palatable when it came to kids, I think. I do think that uh, one good example of something Guinan did that really not too many buddy, 
not too many other people on TNG did, uh, is Wesley Crusher. Uh, with the rest of the cast of TNG, uh, Picard included, despite what you'll say about the relationship he had with Wesley Crusher, uh, all of the other members of the crew were teachers to Wesley Crusher, whereas Guinan really wasn't. Uh, one, because she was the bartender and Wesley probably couldn't go into the bar, obviously. Uh, but when they did interact on the rare occasions, it was definitely more of a, uh, as Guinan says, a listening ear for a kid on a starship. And I, I think that was a, a really great job, Heather, that they gave the entire cast of TNG uh, a, a listening device and a way to... I guess further expand on the ideas of what any given episode was trying to convey. I think they did a really good job with that with Guinan. You know, I, I think they did too. And I mean, I know there's a little bit of criticism that like Guinan was more of a counselor than Deanna Troy actually was. <laughs> but that's what every good bartender is. Right. Exactly. You know, that, that, that is honestly what every good bartender is, is a listener and a counselor. Mm -hmm. And I, I think they allowed her to connect with people in a different and more open way. And, and that's what really made her, her character really special. Yeah. I do so think that compared to, oh, Sorry. Go, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I do think that compared to Deanna Troy, there is um, there's always a, a fear to be judged by your therapist, right? Like mm -hmm. you go there because you have a problem. When you go get a drink, everybody knows you have a problem, but <laughs> it's okay, right? Yeah. Um, I do really like to uh, her relationship with Shorty. That's I think uh, uh, something that really didn't didn't bloom. I think in TNG, uh, because they started, but it never really went anywhere. Didn't didn't go anywhere. And but that's another relationship I really, I really would have liked to see more in in TNG. I I like that one too. Um, maybe with Picard season two and the upcoming season three, who knows? We, we might get something. We might. It seems like various members of the TNG cast always seem to be kind of floating around when Star Trek Picard is in production. So who knows? Who knows what we might see? Um, now, another interesting thing uh, for this podcast is uh, last night before recording this, uh, we were going to watch Star Trek Generations, Heather and I. <laughs> And I was watching it uh, and live tweeting it in sort of a s stream of consciousness style. And then I, I noticed that Giraffe put out a tweet uh, about Star Trek Generations. Giraffe, can you, can you tell everybody what I'm talking about? This movie is such an ordeal. I... <laughs> I can't. I watched it like three weeks ago or something, and I was trying to be a good student, so I motivated myself to rewatch Generation yesterday night. 
And I kept forgetting I was watching that movie. I kept like going and doing some more things. I was like, oh yeah, I'm watching a movie. Let's go back. Um, what happened? What is this? Why? I have so many questions. <laughs> and then while Giraffe was pointing out that she kind of dissociated while watching Star Trek Generations, I picked up on this and realized, oh no, we're watching this at the same time. Are we stuck in the Nexus right now? The the two of us are watching this this movie right at the moment. And the three uh, of us. And then Heather. <laughs> and then I commented that, oh no, I'm watching it too. So all three of us ended up watching it at the same time. Yeah, Generations is a it, it it's an interesting ride, but it's also the one the one TNG movie that the guy is actually in. Mm-hmm. Right? Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, she is at the beginning <laughs> I'm sure of the first chat room contact. Will. Oh, okay. She's in the beginning of first contact at the wedding. Oh, oh Nemesis. Yeah, beginning right. of Nemesis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wedding. <laughs> Uh, but but she, you know she plays and 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 like I said it's also a testament to her relationship with the card because she plays really like his guide when he's in the nexus and she's not actually in the nexus with him but she's the person that his nexus adult brain brought up to help him figure it all out so I I think that in itself also shows how important and how much he values her when when she's the person that appeared to him and the nexus to help him figure out what was going on i have a theory yes go for it's it not, it's not bunnies i'm so using strange new power that everybody when i say i have a theory is like it must be bunnies <laughs> yeah we um, say nanoprobes we say nanoprobes Ooh, i like it <laughs> um I wonder, like, so I was rewatching and I actually paid attention to every Guinan's moment <laughs> in the movie. Um, but how much the fact that she was pulled out of the Nexus makes her who she is. And the fact that she's in the Nexus too, um, I'm not sure she's only a fabrication of Picard's mind. I wonder if she's not kind of there too. Like because she she has this ability we see with yesterday's enterprise to be kind of like out of time and out of joint and here but yes. not here and there and not yes. there. So I always wonder if her encounter with the Nexus didn't make her that person we see in TNG that is able to feel everything and know things and be there and there, know when something is off. So I, in my head, my head canon. <laughs> she's actually part of her is actually the nexus and that's actually her talking to picard not only picard's imagination you know i can get behind that i i i, I can get behind that because i mean she was there at the very start when they're uh rescuing people from the nexus mm-hmm. so she 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 literally had a um very close contact with it so yeah you know that does kind of make sense because that i think that's the one thing really interesting about her like you brought up yesterday's enterprise where she she was the one person that knew something was wrong and that the the universe had changed and i think that might be 
late and we'll talk about that later when we get to what we're expecting for season two of Picard but I think that'll definitely something that might play uh coming up in season two of Picard is her ability to really sense that the universe is off and it's something special and might have something to do with her connection with the nexus I can get behind that I can't because (laughs) while I was watching Generations last night I I felt like when I saw Guinan inside of the nexus with Picard the only thing that I could think to myself was how extremely convenient that there was someone who is centuries old, is Elorian, and has experienced the Nexus before that just so happens to be in there just in the nick of time to help Jean-Luc Picard figure it out. On one hand, yes, we understand the relationship the two of them had, but on the other hand, that's a little bit of plot convenience for me that I had a really tough time accepting. It was kind of a stretch for me that just conveniently Guinan was there to help Picard figure out what the Nexus was. Uh, had she experienced it before? Yes, probably. Uh, was she still there in some regard? Uh, possibly, uh, and and I think you both made a great point about how Guinan is able to find out and sense in some ways that the universe isn't quite what it should be at any given time. I, I think that's that's a really good point, but it, it felt like a little bit of plot convenience. I'm willing to let it go because I I thought Generations was. Mostly okay. I said last night when I was talking with someone offline is that Generations might not have been the fan service extravaganza you might have expected. And I remember going into the theater kind of hoping for that when I was a little kid. I I did see it in the theater. But I ended up coming out of it saying that this was, for the most part, a pretty good episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. And I was willing to let that slide. Uh, since we're talking about generations now, um, we already got Giraffe's opinion on it. Uh, Heather, uh, generations, what was your stand? What was your take after watching it last night? Um, it, 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 it's, it's not my favorite Star Trek movie, but I don't think it's bad it's (laughs) I'm not gonna lie I kind of did had a couple moments like giraffe where I was like oh yeah I'm watching a movie I need to pay attention to what I'm (laughs) watching um but it's it has an interesting protagonist or uh, antagonist sorry can't think of the right word this morning uh in uh, dr soren um i think he's definitely one of the most legendary star trek villains i think um and uh okay so unpopular opinion i'm not the biggest fan of tos so the the, the tos callbacks are kind of uh especially at the beginning of generations i'm sorry the whole thing with the the enterprise b at the beginning is kind of cringeworthy to me um (laughs) it it was a little bit tacked on 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, the ships, uh, we're doing all this fanfare, but the ship won't be ready until Tuesday. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's, I, I, I don't know. In general, it's a, it's a very weird movie. But you could say that about a lot of sci-fi movies, that they still end up being good. They're just very weird. So it, it, it's, a, it's a typical science fiction movie. I'm not, uh, it, it, it's not one of the best Star Trek movies, but it's a typical science fiction movie. It's just kind of weird. <laughs> and that's okay. All right. So back to Guinan just for a second in this movie. Do you think that I, I'll I'll play fantasy Booker for a second, Giraffe? I'll ask you. Do you think that if Guinan were in the Nexus, do you think Picard would be there? Like in her fantasy? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. I would say yes. I would okay. say yes, but I think Star Trek doesn't doesn't have the guts to pull that off because um, maybe now, maybe in season two of Picard, they have more guts to give like love stories to uh, black characters because let's be honest, TNG was terrible about it. Yeah. Terrible. Don't get, don't get me started. Terrible. Um, I mean, we had to wait for DS9, right, to have a black character with relationships with Cisco um, and even Voyager dropped the ball on this I mean Tuvok is a married man <laughs> his wife is far away and that's pretty much all um, but that's the the big thing I think re-watching TNG so I'm, I'm like currently re-watching TNG too that's what I realized more as a as a grown-up that Jordy and Guinan were really given terrible Terrible character development. Terrible. Like, they, let Jordy get the girl for a moment. Please. <laughs> Please. Please. Um, so I do think that it's it's like in TOS, it's hinted heavily that they have this very special relationship between Guinan and Picard that now I totally see as a romantic relationship, by the way. Like, absolutely. After rewatching Time Zero, I'm like, okay, something happened. We all know. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But she had, like, what, 23 husbands? No? That's a number? That That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe her nexus is uh, 23 husband and a Picard. Who knows? Like, I'd respect that game. I'd respect mm-hmm. that. Would Picard be 24? With pair, I hope. Okay. All right. (laughs) So let's head to upcoming. And let's talk a little bit about Star Trek Picard Season 2. We saw that Patrick Stewart showed up on an episode of The View uh, after Season 2 of Picard was greenlit. Patrick Stewart showed up on an episode of of Picard of the view and invited Whoopi Goldberg to be a part of Picard. And she said, yes, Heather, 
we talked about that on Promenade a while back, but just give me your opinion on when that happened and when that broke and, and how you felt when you heard the news that Whoopi Goldberg was invited and said yes. First off, that was such a wonderful moment. I mean, it 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 it, it moves me. Like, even I, I still see video of that today and it moves me. Like, I, Whoopi has always said, uh, how much she loved being on TNG and she loved playing Guinan and it, and it was a very huge and important role to her. And just to, to see the emotion when he, he did that live on the show. Um, it, it, it's so wonderful. And it made me so excited to see uh, how she reacted and how everyone else reacted to have her back. Um yeah, it it, it, it it was just wonderful. <laughs> it really was. Giraffe, I, uh, when you saw this and, and you you got word and, and found out, uh, how did you feel about it? So I didn't see it uh, because I have a complicated relationship with Picard. <laughs> <laughs> it is complicated. Uh, I think I'm uh, finally with... He's too uh, French for you, right? To- uh, he's too French. Like, there's so many moments I suffer in Picard season one, like when he speaks in French to the dog, and he's just oh, like rah, 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 and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, or when he's with the beret and like pretend to be French, I'm just like, why are you doing this to me? Why? Uh, <laughs> sinister. No, yeah, oh, sinister. Um, I uh, I had to rewatch it like maybe three times to and like change my point of view every time I rewatch the series to find a thread that I wanted to follow in the series. So I kind of dropped the ball on it, especially because Lower Decks was there, Discovery, the announcements for Strange New Pod, they were like way more interesting things to me. Um, so actually, somebody told me. I think maybe Julia, I don't remember who told me that. Oh, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg is going to be back. And I know my first reaction was like, please write her well, please. (laughs) (laughs) I had like a moment of anxiety first. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, Discovery is delivering so much on writing a, a black woman character. Uh, by she's a human and she's a Starfleet officer. Um, Guinan is an alien. She has a backstory we don't know. She has great powers that we don't really know. She has these abilities we don't really understand. So I first was scared. <laughs> and now I'm hopeful. Um, okay. I know they're going to do something good because it's Picard season two. They have only three seasons, so they're going to do something good, I, I believe. I'm I'm anxious and, and, and ready. <laughs> I respect your confidence in Picard season two, because Picard season one was not my favorite. I didn't hate it or dislike it. I just found it to be not spectacular. I think there were good pieces there. 
I actually think they did a very good job with Jean-Luc himself and the newer characters, as well as Seven of Nine. Uh, I just think as a story, it, it didn't quite hit me, personally. Uh, I am probably not as excited about Picard Season 2 as others. Uh, one, because it's a time travel season. But <laughs> when I saw Patrick Stewart go on The View and invite Whoopi Goldberg, it was a very heartwarming moment for me because it was it was very it, it was very nostalgic for me uh, in a very different way because I, I remember how much Guinan as a character meant to my mom and my sister and when that broke i immediately texted my sister to let her know that they invited whoopi goldberg onto the show and she let our mother know and that was really exciting and heartwarming for me uh on their behalf because uh, i understand what seeing Guinan and and as Giraffe said, uh, eventually Michael Burnham means to black women that l- love Star Trek. I understand what that means to them, and I am very hopeful that one the writers in this current era of Star Trek uh, understand that and will expand on that, and two. So far, with various things that I did not like about previous eras of Star Trek, this current era and the people behind this current era of Star Trek have done in a way that I found much more palatable. I loved the time jump uh, in Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. I love everything about Lower Decks, d- despite their DS9 erasure. Despite that, I love everything about Lower Decks, and it gives me that much more confidence that uh, with going from what Nichelle Nichols was in the original series that inspired Whoopi Goldberg uh, and becoming Guinan, what that meant to black women and black people in general that that appreciate Star Trek to what we're seeing now with Michael Burnham and and even to a degree with Beckett Mariner on Lower Decks and Captain Freeman who I love on Lower Decks and seeing that come full circle with Guinan in Picard season two that makes me excited because I think that these current writers understand the assignment as the kids say i agree i absolutely agree um i can't wait for strange new worlds too because we're gonna have uh uhura back with a real story which for a tos fan like me is like the best day of my life (laughs) and um i'm still I'm still wary, though. I I know they understand the assignment and I know they delivered on Discovery. Um, But this is a new new series and this is an existing character. Michael Burnham is a new character they get to build from scratch, right? Um, So, yeah, I want to see what they're going to do and I want to see, too, what Whoopi Goldberg is going to do with this because... I mean, somebody on Twitch is saying she got herself into Star Trek, and that's true. She 
she literally entered Star Trek by herself because they didn't think she was going to she was going to want to be on Star Trek. Yeah. So being back, what is she going to do with this? Uh, I'm really curious. I'm absolutely curious. Yes. I mean, I I see where you're coming from and 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 what well, where you're both coming from. But I also know, uh, especially in season one of Picard and being a huge Seven of Nine fan and watching her her character grow throughout that season as well as uh, develop and show like her, her journey and her individuality and her... Uh, how, how do I put this nice? Uh, I'll just say it. Her sexuality too, especially being a queer woman. I, 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 I think Picard knows what they're doing. The writers on Picard know what they're doing when it comes to developing established characters too. So I, I'm really looking forward to see what they do with Guinan because especially the little bits and pieces we know about season two so far. I mean, we know it's going to involve Q. We know it's mm-hmm. going to involve time travel. We know it's going to involve uh, the universe being messed up somehow. Like these are all things that are in Guinan's wheelhouse. Cause like we talked about Q who that she has a history with the Q we talked about yesterday's enterprise where we no, she can sense differences in the universe. So hopefully, my hope is that we get to see uh, her use these gifts that we know from previous episodes of TNG that she has, and she has a history mm-hmm. there, and she has talent there, and see that developed in season two of Picard. That's ultimately my hope. I want to see her whoop that cue. <laughs> Yes. Come on. Show me. Uh, What I love is that, and Giraffe, I'm wondering if you've noticed this too. Uh, Over the course of Star Trek, there are certain characters who just take absolutely no BS from Q. Mariner. Two of them. Cisco. Right. And yes. Guinan. Guinan. Yes. <laughs> Do the we see a trend of, here? <laughs> the three of them take absolutely no crap from Q. And I absolutely love it. G- Giraffe, are, are you with me on that one? Absolutely. When Mariner was like, I have no time for your bullshit. I was like, <laughs> yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's like, how you react um, to Q, uh, unless you're gonna absolutely. just straight punch him in the face. Yeah, Picard <laughs> never punched me. I was get- yeah, because somehow every time Picard speaks with Q, uh, I'm like, why? Why do you even engage? Even Janeway is like, no, uh-uh, absolutely mm. not. I, we're not doing this today. This is not happening. And um, I, I, I wonder how much so many people are like, oh, Picard and Q, you know, there's something between them. I was like, at one point, we need to wonder because he's the only one entertaining Q so much. Mm-hmm. And I really like that they, they did that. Like, I think, you know, you're speaking about DS9 erasure in Lower Decks, but somehow Mariner's reaction to, to Q, isn't that a, a callback to, uh, to Cisco, don't you think? It, it very much is. It very much <laughs> is. And remember, everybody, Q 
punched Cisco first. Don't ever forget that. <laughs> Don't ever forget that. True that. That's absolutely true. Okay, so just to wrap up so we'll get out of here, I- I'll ask Heather first. Um, Give me something that you would like to see between Guinan and Picard in this upcoming season. Something you'd like to see between the two of them. Um... Well, I, I, I mean, we we saw in the the trailer that they meet in basically the same dynamic, but I, I, I want to see uh, Guinan really. Uh, how do I put this? I want to see her outside of the bar, <laughs> outside of the bar, and kicking some ass. I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You want to see Guinan with a big phaser rifle? Yes. <laughs> all right, we'll take it. There's something about women and Picard with big phaser rifles. I get all excited. That just does it for Can't you. Help it. Yes. Uh, giraffe, same question. Uh, so one thing in season two of Picard you'd like to see uh, from Guinan, what you'd like to see her involved with or doing. So I said already that I want her to whoop Q. I want to see that. But as a character development, give me Picard and Guinan hook up. Like, give me the flashback. Give me the story. We know it happened. Come on. We all know it did. So be brave. Give it to us, Star Trek. Come on. Show it. <laughs> Confirm the ship. Absolutely. Confirm it. Be brave. Give some TNG characters a real story. Come on. If you're, not gonna, go. if you're not going to give that for Jordy, you might as well do that for, for Jean-Luc Picard. He, he had these various relationships over the course of the series and the movies. You might as well bring it all together with Picard and Guinan, especially since they did it on an episode of Family Guy where Patrick Stewart did, in kind of a cutaway joke, pretty much confirming that, that it happened all the time. Uh, yes. I had to get that in there. I absolutely had to. <laughs> I'm shameless. But now that I got that in there, I want to thank Giraffe for so much for joining us on this very special episode of Promenade Merchants. It's it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, Giraffe, let everybody know what you're doing and tell us a little bit more about Strange New Pod and what you've got going on. So what I'm doing, uh, I'm mostly on Twitter, so you can find me there if you want. And every Thursday, we are live with Strange New Pod at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so you can join us on Twitch. We have a Discord too, and we're very friendly. <laughs> and we speak about all Star Trek because we love all Star Trek. And it's what all canon. Everything, especially what's in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Just Giraffe's head. Just Giraffe's head and nobody else's. <laughs> uh, Heather, I, I think we did it. I think we're just about wrapped up with another episode of Promenade Merchants. I think we did it. We we filled an hour. Big shout out to the great Julian for holding it down on the ones and twos for us. We really appreciate it. Uh, everyone out there in the Twitch chat, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you chiming in for us. 
Uh, we are the Promenade Merchants. You can follow us on Twitter at prom, P-R-O-M, Trek Pod. We are the independent, scrappy underdog Star Trek <laughs> podcast that is now your official new favorite independent Star Trek podcast. <laughs> Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Please give us a positive rating. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, Heather, I think that's all we've got. That is it. That's all we've got. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well at nerdygal33. Uh, never apologize for being nerdy because <laughs> unnerdy people never apologize for being assholes. That's the full truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's I just great. Fit that all in my title. But, yeah. That is that. wonderful. That is wonderful. Incredible. That's the first time I'm hearing it, and, and it did not disappoint. So, everybody, thank you for listening to the Promenade Merchants podcast. Thank you. Giraffe, thank you again for joining us. And until thank next time, everybody, me. absolute pleasure. Until next time, everybody, live long and send source. <laughs> <laughs>